morning crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We have the top crypto researcher on the planet, also known as the funniest Italian in crypto, Mr. Johnny Crypto is joining us on this Friday morning. The youngest grandfather in the industry and the man who pays his bills working 90 minutes a day, Billy, the chart analysis expert and the newest member of our 3T family. And it wouldn't be a Friday if we didn't bring the man famous for earning income via games and shooting zombie brains, our NFT specialist with some major news when it comes to NFTs and some passive income opportunities our listeners should be aware of. And that's NFT Tones because I forgot to name drop you there. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing many of the new and exciting opportunities within the NFT space, including a gala update and several play-to-earn opportunities. Doja Bank predicts the next major U.S. recession. We compare their statements to other global financial institutions. VeChain is now available at over 2 million stores worldwide. And Ripple versus the SEC case has some positive news as we eye and end to the lawsuit, possibly at the end of 2022. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So we got some amazing content for you guys. I don't want to spend too much time on introductions, but Billy's first episode of the week. So I'd love to start off there. Billy, how you doing on this Friday morning and how you feeling about the weekend? Bro, bless me. I can't believe I get to see y'all again. Uh, I'm vibing, man. I'm trying to trying to maintain focus from the conference, trying to stay on that high vibration, high level. And I'm not gonna lie, I missed the shit out of you guys, man. It was it was so amazing to be on stage with you guys and be able to break bread with you and share stories and just come together as a team, man. Uh, but yeah, just trying to to maintain that level, man. But uh, I can't wait to see you guys on the next conference. But yeah, doing great. Markets uh, kind of down right now in in my world. But other than that, man, it's a blessing to be here. It's awesome to have you. And I'd love to just talk about the conference for a little bit. Was there any in particular moment that really stuck out to you? What was your favorite moment of being out there in Phoenix? My Honestly, it was eating eating lunch with you guys when we were sitting out on the patio. And it was just, it was like a, that, as Don would say, it's family. Uh, you know, we, we, just, we just had that moment, you know, where it was just open. It was honest. It was fluid. We were talking about family, wives, husbands, kids. And it was just, it was real, it was authentic, and it was full of love. And that was my favorite moment. That's awesome, Billy. And it's like we always talk about, we're here for crypto, but we're a community first. And having all these like-minded people who, we don't just talk about crypto. I know we do it on this show, but we also have personal lives, families, friends. So it was amazing to see you and get a little bit of your backstory, Bill. You have an amazing story, and I'm sure we'll dive into that more in the future. I'd love to kick it to NFT Tones, the NFT specialist and passive income expert. How you feeling on this Friday morning? And why don't you give our listeners a little bit of insight on what you have planned for today? All right. So Gala Games, well, there's a ton of crap happening. Literally, in the past two weeks, there has been so much happening. It is insane. First up right now, we got Gala Games is bringing us a fuzzle sale. So you guys are probably asking, what the hell is a fuzzle? Uh, basically, it's they're basically combining NFTs with furry creatures in an adaptive AI, which can basically learn from you as you 
talk to it and do different things and interact with it. So it basically is like an interactive experience. It's more than a game and it, it will be interesting to see like what they can do with these. They are making only 9,997 of them. And apparently they are 0.5 ETH. So they are kind of expensive. Um, but it will be exciting to see where they go with this. And like, hello, my humans. Today is the day. Puzzles are landing. 3 p.m. Pacific. Puzzles and humans what's are going about on? to be home. So th this little puzzle thing was talking can you guys hear my screen as well or yeah but i'd love to finish the introduction before we hop into our content that way we can just circle around back to the nft stuff that's all right yeah i got you so basically we're going to talk about gala games fuzzle phantom galaxies mist big time pegoxy miners of delarnia and then i got two high risk high reward uh tokens but remember, I'm not a financial advisor, and this is not financial advice, so do your own research on those tokens. That's awesome, Ando. You always bring the heat, so I'm very excited, and I always look forward to Fridays because I always learn some really cool passive income opportunities as well. But I'd love to kick it to Johnny Crypto here. Johnny Crypto, you decided to wear white even though I told you to wear white on Friday. I mean, on Thursday, so how are you feeling on this Friday? You look amazing. Like I say... There's leaders and there's followers, my <laughs> man. Uh, and I certainly don't like followers. But anyway, um, yeah, no, Friday. Uh, first of all, I say we just stop the show after the intro. It's so damn good. I'm loving these intros. I, I say we just stop and we're good right there. But uh, let me see if I can get this thing to zoom in proper. There we go. But Billy's right. The show was great. The only problem with the show was it was too damn short. I can't believe we're already back home again. Like, damn, I love being with you guys. It's like, it's like I tell everybody, it's like going to Italy when I go visit my family. There's nothing more exciting. And the sucky part is it just, it goes by so fast. The next thing you know, you're leaving and crying and hugs and saying goodbye. I felt the same way with you guys. Love being with you. We just have to find a way to be together for longer. But <clears throat> with that said, um, yeah, excited about today. Looking to see what NFT Tones has. For our audience, how they could make some money playing games at home. And I see there's a lot of questions too in the audience. So we'll make sure we, as always, we love engaging with you guys. So keep the questions coming and we'll do our best to, to answer them. And uh, oh, it looks like abs. I guess maybe I should listen to you. Maybe I should wear white a little more often. <laughs> see, I, I'm looking out for you, Johnny. I'm looking out for you. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Awesome, Johnny. I'm always happy to have you, and I think this is going to be an amazing episode. We'll start this thing off the same way we always do, by showing you guys our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account, at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. Please go smash that follow button and tweet at us. We love interacting with you guys, and this is the best place to get access to members of anyone on our team. So please, shoot your questions at us there. We'll hop into the Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index this morning. We're still sitting in extreme fear with a number 23. This is a possible time for accumulation, as Johnny Crypto always says. But I do want to hop into the overall coin market cap this morning. We are sitting at 1.77 trillion in global market cap. Bitcoin sitting above 41%. Ethereum just below 40, uh, just below 20%. Bitcoin is below 40,000 again. We are sitting at 38,900. This is a very tempting opportunity for me. I'm very interested to see where we go over these next few weeks. Are we bearish? Are we bullish? Time will tell. Ethereum is sitting at 2,800. XRP is 62 cents. Cardano is 81 cents. Kronos, 37 cents. Cosmos is $20 flat. Stellar is sitting at 18 cents. And Hedera Hashgraph continues to dip. We're sitting at 16 and a half cents this morning. I continued to dollar cost average last week into Hedera at 17 cents. So this to me looks like another great buying opportunity. 
We also had the node defender mentioned earlier this week, a very interesting passive income opportunity with Hedera Hashgraph where you can earn 49% APY on your H bar. We will dive into that on Monday. So that's a little bit of insight for our listeners, but I'd love to start off with Johnny Crypto. Is there anything you're watching in the market this morning? And how do you feel about this bearish price action? You know, um, in terms of what I'm watching, you know, in general, I'm just watching BTC right now to get a sense because it really is like the index for the market. So I keep an eye on that. But to be honest with you, I know that we're going to kind of hang into this. Well, actually, there's a chart that we're going to show you in a minute that I am watching. That's kind of shows a, uh, a correlation between BTC and the dollar index. So that's something to keep an eye on. In fact, yeah, uh, not that one. But yeah, that one right there. If we pull this one up, this is kind of um, someone sent me this the other day and, and looking at that. This is a very fascinating chart. If you kind of see here, you kind of get a glimpse of that. So you got the dollar index versus the crypto market. And what you kind of see is every time the dollar crashes, crypto flies. And you can see now that the dollar to me kind of feels overextended. Right. So I'm keeping an eye on this now. Now, the reality is we know that the elites want to kill the dollar, but before they kill it, they're going to pump it. They're going to pump it and they're going to profit off of it. And then they're going to take a short side and they're going to kill it. And when they, when they kill it and we go short, you might see the next leg of the of the crypto bull run happening. Because what happens is you just got money. Money's always looking for safety, right? And so it wants to flow to wherever the highest potential gains or earnings are. And so what you might be, what we might see happening here, looking at this chart, is we may see when once you know everyone's in the dollar piling in it right now because it's 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 a profit opportunity. But once that they stretch that, oh, the node defender's here, Mario. That's our brother. Want to give him a shout out? We love the node defender. Um, so, uh, but anyway, getting back to the <clears throat> to the chart, I think this is very interesting. Keep an eye on the dollar index chart because if you start to see this thing flip around and go, let's see how high it goes. Let's see how high because I think the higher it goes then the higher probability we start to see it, you know, kind of run out of steam, get overextended and then flip on itself and go the other way. And that's when I'm, you know, I want, that's when, when apps, I'll be keeping a real close eye on, do we start to see on BTC to see if we're starting to get that bullish momentum going in the other direction. It is very interesting to see that we're having the dollar index increase in value while we're experiencing massive inflation. I'd love to go to Billy here. We're getting op opposing narratives we have a chart that we're going to show you here, which is actually bearish for Bitcoin. So it appears that we're heading into what's quote unquote a death cross on the three day. We could see some bearish price action. Every time we've hit this before, we have seen really short term dips. I'm interested to see what you think about the market as a whole. Are you bearish? Are you bullish? Or are you looking in the long term? So I'm looking in the long term. I have been looking at these charts because I'm trying to dollar cost average into a lot of these. H bars at a beautiful price point. Quant is at an amazing price point. XRP. Um, but I still, honestly, I think there's there might be another next level down. I still think we're going to have a little bit of a, a pullback. Um, and as far as like the dollar's concerned, Johnny's right. You can see it in the regular market. Uh, this month is earning month, earnings month within the regular stock market. The SPY has been down. Uh, it's it's catching its support, so I'm thinking it might dip a little bit more. But the stocks are absolutely ridiculous right now. We're having fake out breakouts. Uh, we have a little volume come in and it's just dumping right now. So people are hoarding the dollar, but they're not keeping long term investments right now. They're pulling out of the market and buying other things. Um, so that goes back to say, I think when these regulations kick in, we are going to see some some heavy spikings. Uh, and it's interesting that chart that you just had up too, uh, the convergence between Bitcoin and the, the dollar, because uh, I, I really, really think 
the, the dollar's gone. Um, and you guys need to understand that it's just when are they going to finally take the nail in the coffin? Um, and that's kind of exciting because we're, we're, we're ready for it. This is what we prepare for. And when that happens, it's going to be one of two things for you. If you're ready for it, it's going to be beautiful. If you're not ready for it, you're probably going to get in a fetal position and cry for a day or two. Yeah. You know, and something interesting. First, I want to give a shout out to our brother, uh, Selman. Uh, no, I, I do not own 0.035. <laughs> I wish I could. I, I don't have that kind of money. But there is something I did want to share with you, Abs, in, in relation to the, um, let me just pull this up right here. In relation to the, uh, uh, there we go. So in relation to, um, you ask about bullish or bearish. So I, so I put out this tweet out here in terms of what people think the center i want i don't care it doesn't matter what we think it's what the market thinks and so i just kind of wanted to sense what people thought only 20 volts but it does give you an idea so bull i asked if it's bull bear or consolidation and as you can see people think we're in the consolidation sideways mode which is kind of to me it was a little i was a little, i ain't gonna lie i was a little disappointed i was you know as you heard mario and the other people say we're in a bear market i was hoping we would see more people come back and say we're in a bear market and the reason why I want us to be in the bear market is because I know how the elites work. I know how the market makers work. They do the opposite of what the, the market, what the retail, what the sheeple, what the sheeple mentality is. And if the sheep think we're in a bear market, then they're going to go bull. If the sheep think we're in a bull market, then they're going to pull it on you and go bear, right? That's how they make their money. So they have to have liquidity. And the only way to do it is to move it in the opposite direction. Unfortunately, this data shows that we're in more of a, people think we're kind of sideways, which means eh, that the elites now, when you're sideways, they kind of it's, it's it's difficult to play it. You really want to be one way or the other. So we're kind of sideways, but leaning bullish. I was hoping it was sideways, leaning bearish. So it is possible that maybe they are going to continue to pull it down, especially what you just showed that other chart with the uh, what do you call it, the death cross. So you see that the market thinks we're kind of consolidating the bullish. We got a death cross coming. It makes sense that that death cross is. We go really heavily bearish because the market thinks we're bullish, right? To, to that sentiment fully switches to bearish. When that sentiment is bearish, then we're going to get a really nice pump. So it feels like we're just, we need a little more time. We need a death cross to hit. We need Bitcoin to crash, fear to come in, everybody panicking. And then we get maybe that next leg up that we've all been waiting for. Hey, Johnny, you yeah. ever thought about being on a crypto show, dude? You're, you're pretty good at this stuff. You know, one of these days when I grow up, I definitely think I want to be on a crypto show. <laughs> well, you got a while, Johnny, because I heard you're never going to grow up. So I do want to cover one more tweet, which we have, which I thought was very interesting. We have a tweet from from the Coin Market Cap account that tweeted XRP is an imposter and that it's not decentralized. This account has over 5.2 million followers. And talk about very weird marketing here. Hours later, the tweet was deleted with no explanation and no apology. We're showing you guys the exact tweet on the scene. I want to circle back to Johnny Crypto before we kick it to NFT Tones. How do you feel about this really weird news? And what do you think was going on here with Coin Market Cap? Do they know something we don't? Yeah, you know, I, I somebody sent me this in a in a in a in message last night. I really didn't get a chance to dive deep into this one, but yeah. So so give me a, a second here to digest this. So what happened? This came up. XRP being controlled and going by authorities hence defeating purpose. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe Coin Market Cop got hacked and somebody wrote it. Nowadays, just you know, these things are getting hacked left and right. In fact, who was it that just recently got hacked? I think it was uh, absolutely it was Coin Market Cap, right? So who knows if if maybe they um, there's something going on there? But uh, 
Yeah, very interesting. These things always intrigue me because you never know what's going on behind the scenes here. I take all this stuff with a grain of salt. At the end of the day, I'm a technology guy, and the reality is the Ripple technology really solves the real-world problem. The on-liquidity demand is there if people want it. I think all that's going to come together in a year or so, and we're going to see we're going to we're going to see how that plays and I still think XRP is the one but I don't know I don't have any inside information I do want to give our listeners of XRP some insight here we had some news from Johnny Crypto this morning that Nexo is allowing to earn up to 12% on passive income with your XRP so if you stake your XRP on their platform and this is only for accredited investors in the United States you can earn up to 12% passive income I took advantage of this opportunity this morning I'm a silver holder so I'm getting about 9% but I was really excited to be able to accumulate XRP, especially with not having to add any money. It's just passive income. So we'll kick it to Billy and then we'll circle back to NFT tones. Bro, I was so shocked whenever you was talking about that this morning. I went straight to my phone. So yeah, as soon as we get off, I have my my XRP in Nexo as well. So I was grandfathered in. So that is huge. Uh, so as soon as we get off this call, that's what I'm going to be working on. Because uh, we all know XRP is where it's at, baby. To the moon, to the moon, right? But NFT, you have, oh, go ahead. I think it's like you have to fix it for six months, right, Abs? Is that what they want? Yep. So you'll lock it in there for six months, and then oh, you can God. have it act passively, you know, restart once it's done, or you can cash out at the end of that time. So very exciting stuff. Very good opportunity to accumulate. I always get the question, how can I earn on my XRP? And really right now, the only valuable, valuable answer is Nexo. I know you can get about 1.7% on BitTrue, but... You know, 1.7% doesn't get me too excited. I guess it's better than nothing. But I'd love to circle back to NFT Tones here. NFT Tones, I know you got some amazing stuff prepared. Why don't you share with our listeners exactly what you brought for today? All right. So as I was saying, uh, I'm, I'm bringing Gala Games Fuzzles to us first up. Then I'm going to bring us Phantom Galaxies. Then I'm going to bring us Mist. Then I'm going to show you guys some big time early gameplay or early access trailer. Then we're going to go into... Pegaxi in an update from there. Uh, then we're going to take a look at mine, Mines of Delarnia and then those two coins. But before we do all that, there's one thing I want to say because these past two weeks, I ran into a nightmare. So what I want to tell you guys is I broke my phone, right? And so on my phone is my authenticator app and all my crap, right? And the phone's never been backed up. So as you would presume, complete nightmare trying to get all my access, get into my accounts, access everything. So please, guys, remember to back everything up, have it stay safely stored, keep all those codes, keep everything safely storaged so that if, God forbid, your phone breaks or something happens, you can get back in. You don't want a nightmare like I had, because it was a pain in the ass trying to get all that information back. So anyway, Tones, guys. What, Tones, the biggest lesson learned was what? They should have their seed phrases? What do they need to Back up your back seed up? phrases. Back up your, uh, the Google Authenticator codes. When they give them to you, there's special codes that they give you. Save those codes. My dumbass never saved them. And so nearly cost me all my money so you guys just be smart be safe and consider saving everything because you're putting your money in there so like and it could be quite a large sum like one once you lose that code thankfully like there's different ways to log in with kucoin crypto.com but if you lose that code for like wax 
you're screwed. You can never get back into your Wax account. So be very careful with your authentication codes and stuff like that. So just keep that in mind. You know, another trick you guys can do out there. That, so the authenticator code that Antonio is talking about is really important. You only get access to it one time when you actually uh, link it to your account. Make sure you write that code down because that code then lets you add it on other phones. And what, what you should do, if you have a wife or a husband or a brother or a sister, give them the code, put it on their phone too as a backup. So this, if you trust them, obviously. Or if you um, have an iPad, back or, it up. Or an iPad or something. Put it on something else so you have two items, two devices that only you control or a family member that you trust that has that. Um, so that you don't end up, he was panicking this weekend, man. It was brutal, but cool. thankfully he got a lot back. Yeah, bad weekend. Um, so anyway, back into Gala Games. And so Gala Games is releasing fuzzles. And like I was saying earlier, they're basically combining NFTs with furry creatures and an adaptive AI. So this is kind of groundbreaking because no one's done this before. And like they're planning, as we can see here, if we look, they're planning on making an actual AR game and alter or like an alternative reality experience. And it could be really cool to see what Gala could actually do with these things. And if we can make an earning now, like I said before, there's only 9,997 of these things or of the puzzles and they're releasing at 0.5 ETH. So, and payments could be in ETH or Gala. So they're really expensive, but Depending on what happens with them and considering it's Gala, this could be actually really, really big. So I definitely recommend to keep your eyes on them. And we're going to take a look at this mini trailer over here. Today is the day. Puzzles are landing. 3 p.m. Pacific. Puzzles and humans are about to be homies from across the galaxies. This is going to be so fucking lit. Puzzle is looking forward to meeting you, my human. So did you guys hear that? Yeah, so I'm a little curious, Ando. What makes you so bullish on this project specifically, and why do you think these fuzzles are going to be worth investing in? Because have you have you seen Pokemon Go? So basically, although it's not a move-to-earn game, it still has augmented reality. And augmented reality with AI could be really, really crazy. The amount of things that could end up getting done here. Like, imagine training your fuzzle to do certain activities, and then, like, it automatically does those activities and earn you a passive income like the reason why i'm so bullish is because it's gala and it's ai and i think that this could be really really interesting so i mean like i said just keep your eyes on it this is not anything you have to go crazy for like i said they are expensive 0.5 eth is not cheap what is what is eth right now like four grand three thousand six hundred twenty eight hundred so, oh it's only 28 yep all right so 1400 so i mean it's still expensive so but on to our next story phantom galaxies and the reason why i love this game is because this game actually looks awesome i have the demo for it and i've been able to access it and play it and it is extremely awesome so they are uh, releasing basically they announced a mint pass which will allow holders of certain NFTs to mint new limited edition NFTs and also provide details on their imminent planet sale. So Phantom Galaxies has a uh, built-in system for acquiring and merging metal and poster NFTs. 
And they're using the system to build a whitelist for new and special NFTs and also to tie into their upcoming planetary land sale. This system is designed to reward those who are actually playing and participating. <clears throat> so you want to get involved in these uh, games in ecosystems early because the earlier you are, the more Ando, you get If out I could it. just jump in really quick, I have yeah. a question. Someone says, I got the Phantom Galaxies NFTs already. Is this a live stream or is this an old one? This is definitely a live stream, but I'm curious as to why they're saying that. Is this a brand new project or has this been around for a while? So this has been around for a little bit. They've been releasing NFTs. And so if you hold one of their NFTs right now, you can actually go out and play their demo. And so what's interesting is depending on how many NFTs you hold, they have the first and second episode out. So you can go out and actually play um, depending on what you own. So it's really interesting and like it's really cool to see what they're building. And now they're releasing planets, which will be able to allow people to basically at, right here. It says two episodes are available for play with continuing storyline and numerous missions. Completing episodes open up new rewards and NFTs at a later point. Owning a set of NFTs will allow players to claim mint passes. So the more NFTs you get will allow you to get a mint pass, and then eventually you can get hopefully a planet. By holding a planet, it will let you basically, I believe, earn passive income. So this could be really, really interesting because depending on what happens with these planets, they could be something really big depending on how the game actually works. So if they're mining tokens, right, from these planets, then you are going to, if you're mining coins from these planets, then you're earning passive income, right? And you don't have to necessarily do as much. Now, from my knowledge with these planets, then you have, after owning them, you actually have to pay fees to keep these planets running and to keep stuff alive. So, for this game in particular, you have to be involved and stay involved. You don't want to forget about it. Like some of these games, like Alien Worlds in particular, you could own that land and just keep letting TLM build up and never check your Alien World account or your Wax account. Here, you have to be involved in the game. And a lot more games are coming out to the point where you have to stay involved and be involved. So on to my next favorite game, which is basically a MMORPG and this is Myst. And so they announced their eight classes. So we got the Crusader, which is a heavily armored tank role. Then we got the Ranger, which is a Ranger. So deals damage from afar. Then we got the Enchanter, which is basically magic damage, Witch Hunter, which I guess, hunts monsters and unwanted creatures of the night. Then we got the priest, which is probably some kind of healing support class. Then we got the shapeshifter, and it's a druid type of class, communing with nature and calling animal spirits to aid them. Then we got a berserker and bard. So Mist, like I said, is an MMORPG, and it's built on the Binance Smart Chain, and it's built on Unity. And this game is looking really, really cool and really awesome. And I think that this is going to be a direct competitor with Big Time. And so the reason why I'm bringing this up is because Big Time has recently also released their early access. And it came, I believe, live April 19th. So I'm going to skip this ad. And today with Unstoppable Domain. Mute this just in case. 
And I want to shout out to any of our listeners who feel like this information is overwhelming. One of the best things you can do is watch it for a second time. I know that that's a little tedious, but if you go after and you listen to a lot of these phrases, like he's saying certain things that I'm not totally following, but what I will do is I'll watch this back and I'll get a better understanding. So if you're overwhelmed out there, you're not alone. A lot of this stuff can be very confusing. So what I want to say here is look at this gameplay for MMO RPG free to play. Like this is looking awesome for an NFT game. Like I want, you guys to be aware like there's a lot of stuff coming out here and like some of these games like you can if you own the early access pass you can actually go out play and start earning like nfts and stuff and it's really really cool to get involved and see this type of thing because if players are starting to earn and get involved now imagine in a couple years when more people are actually in the nft space buying getting involved in these games and stuff I really think some of these games are going to be huge, and I think they're going to be awesome. So quick update on Pegoxy. They are launching Ares, which is basically their guild management uh, platform, and it's been coming for a long time. And so this is a one-stop shop for Pegoxy players, especially those who are in a guild. Ares will take every static information in action, and it will compile it all in one place. The Ares platform will consist of information like ranking, delegation, and sorting. Um, there will be information on all guild members and even the addresses of their wallets. This will help Pegoxy members to control their in-game actions much more easily, much more easily with an all-in-one tool. So this is awesome because this is looking fantastic for Pegoxy. And then on top of that. They added a ranking system for guilds. So the higher you're ranked with your guild, the more everybody's racing, the more they're involved, the more this you guys will earn at like the end of the season. So it's really getting interesting what they're doing. And on top of that, this in PGX is actually being listed on BitTrue. So now we have this coming to an actual coin. So I'm or coming to an actual exchange. So I'm really, really excited for this. And then the last thing I'm going to talk about is Miners, Mines of Delania, which is if you guys ever played like Steam, Oddworld, or Miner, or the mining game, Steam Quest, or Miner Quest, whatever it's called. In any case, though, it's looking really cool. It's looking dope. It's been selling out quite a bit, especially on the lands. And I'm really excited for this. It's one of the most anticipated play-to-earn games in recent months. And from its earnings opportunity, it really is showing potential. So essentially, the gameplay uh, just launched on mainnet, and it's on PC devices. So in the game, players can basically mine plots, um, can mine from plots of land and earn in-game tokens. Mining lands are especially important assets in the, in the game. Each land contains different attributes and traits that determine its rarity and importance. These attributes may include depth, resources, power levels, terrain, and biomes. So depending on what you have, then it'll be completely different. So you could have a really rare land that produces a lot more compared to your friend who might have just a common land that doesn't produce as much as you're making. So it's something to keep in mind. And here's the actual gameplay trailer or launch trailer. So this was on the test net in 2019. This is not what the game looks like any longer. So Tones, what do the uh, what blockchain is this on? 
this is, if I remember correctly, I want to say the Chromia blockchain. Night. So as you can see, they massively overall the gameplay. There's actually battling now and more definitely to it. Um, it's definitely a lot more of an interesting game. Uh, I really do think that this has definitely a ton of potential. As you can see, it looks fun. It has like what basic games have. A lot of the games like this have been doing well. Um, like, and I mean actual games not nft games so i i would definitely take a look into this and see what is definitely going on i definitely like it um i love alluvium and clementine's nightmare they both look awesome games or they both look like awesome games i want to get involved in both of those and in all honesty i do want to take a look into um what was it dome I haven't heard much about Dome. Awesome. NFT sounds. That was great. I'd love to circle this conversation back to a broader NFT discussion. And for anybody who enjoyed that, that content specifically, and you really like the play to earn or NFT stuff, show us some love and smash that like button. And if you're looking to learn more about NFT specifically, the best place to find NFT tones is at NFT tones on YouTube and at NFT tones on Twitter, where he's posting all this type of content constantly. We could literally do an entire episode on the stuff that NFT tones has. He provides so much value for our group. So I want to say thank you to NFT Tones. And we're going to go to you first on this next article, which is these NFTs, these Nike NFTs called Crypto Kicks sold for $130,000. Now over $11 million has been spent on its first virtual sneaker set. This is a huge step for innovation as a whole, not only into the metaverse, but for these mainstream companies. We've seen companies like Nike, Adidas, Board Ape Yacht Club, Dolce & Cabana, and Gucci all come out with NFTs that are applicable within the metaverse. This specific collection had 20,000 virtual sets of sneakers come out, but only 98 had the design that went for 130,000. A typical set is going for about nine, sorry, five to $9,000 or 1.75 to three Ethereum. This is very cool for the everyday investor. I don't, I know these are expensive, but I think in the long term, it's big, big companies like this that are going to be growing into the metaverse and and pushing the masses into the metaverse, if that makes sense. So the more real world utility we have that can apply to these timeframes and these products, the more we're going to see retail get involved. I'd love to start off with NFT tones. What do you think about this Nike innovation moving into the metaverse? And how do you feel that Nike shoes in the metaverse work opposed to real life shoes? So, so I think that this is, I, I think that this is awesome. I think that this is going to open the fat, open the world, open people's eyes. I mean, looking at this this is huge like I, I like it boggles my mind like thinking about how much money is being sp spent on the first virtual sneaker set and like this is just virtual sneakers now like this is nobody is like nobody has realized like they can make these digital sneakers what if they made some some of them like so rare and like gave people like physical shoes like they could actually start to do physical items, physical jewelry. Imagine buying a Gucci shoe, right? And then getting a Gucci shoe delivered to your house. There is a bunch of shit that can actually be done. A bunch of things that can be accomplished now with NFTs and different things. So I really want to see like 
items like people like Gucci, different companies coming into the metaverse, right? Releasing NFTs and then we get physical items as well. I think this will be a really, really interesting thing that will come to the metaverse eventually because it, it you're buying apparel. And I think that once people realize like you're getting, you're getting physical items, like with the Funko pops, how you can get physical, uh, legendary rail. Like, I think that this could be really, really big. I'm with you Ando, And I want to kick it to Billy next. Billy, we were talking about this before the podcast, the value of buying something in the real world, like a Rolex or expensive Nike shoe, as opposed to in the metaverse. The biggest advantage I think is that so many more people can see the product that you've purchased. If I'm wearing a pair of Nike shoes, that's worth a thousand dollars. I have to go to the mall and walk around and maybe a couple people will see it. A couple people won't. But if I buy an NFT like this, I can post it on my social media and broadcast it to thousands and depending how popular it is, millions of people in an instant. So the floor is yours. Dude, this is this is huge and this is exciting. You think about it, <clears throat> especially in my day, man, I come from sneakerheads. Uh, I know there's a lot of sneakerheads out there right now. And there's a lot of this is what's really cool about this is you think we think about NFTs and art and JPEGs and people doing their own thing. Do you realize how many artists out there that make sneakers, they make customized sneakers? Just think about what they could do with their artwork. It's the same thing. And like me and you were talking, millions of people can now see, like, if I'm paying $500 for my J's, I like my J's. I want people to see my J's, but only a couple of people are going to see it. And then when I'm walking around it, I'm going to ruin it. But if we're in the metaverse, I can walk around all the time. I can show them off. I can do different things to them. Different projects will come with them. I'm sure there will be different utilities, but this is, this is going to bring... Well, it's already bringing institutional adoption. Now it's bringing institutional money, which will bring institutional value to it. And that's the that's the things that we got to have. But I think not only that, this is going to open up the market to other individuals that normally wouldn't look at these things. Because there's people that's just totally vested in Nike, like they're complete sneakerheads, bro. You go into their in their house and they have more sneakers than I have socks. It's it's crazy. Uh, but it, it's it's this is huge. This is exciting. And this. Just goes along with everything else is going. You think about the Michael Jordan NFTs that are coming out. You think about this that's coming out. Just like Thomas was talking about, just think, you know, you get Gucci belts. Like, I like to look good in real life. I want my avatar to be fresh, too. So am I going to be one of the ones that's probably going to invest in this? Yeah, probably so. Yeah. but yeah. And there's so many advantages to the metaverse, Billy. It's like if, if I want to meet with a thousand people and I have to do it in person, I have to travel. I have to walk into a room. I can only have a conversation with one person at a time. We enter the metaverse and those limits become become endless, right? I can literally be in my room, plug on my Oculus, and then be interacting with thousands of people. I could be on stage in theory in the metaverse. But Johnny Crypto, I know you own an Oculus, so you have a really good understanding of this stuff. What are some of your thoughts on what Nike's doing here? And how often do you think we're going to see more and more companies creating NFTs and moving into the metaverse? Oh, uh, first of all, so I'm probably the wrong person to ask about this. I'm not a sneakerhead. I think uh, I'm completely opposite of Billy. So I think, first of all, I think all sneakers are overpriced. Nike sneakers are overpriced. And the damn NFTs are stupidly overpriced, um, first of all. Second of all, I don't look at any of your feet ever when we're walking in the mall. So nobody's looking at your shoes and seeing them, but it's good that you think they are. Um, bro, you just hurt my feelings. Yeah, I'm sorry, bro. I just, I, that, <laughs> I think Johnny's speaking for a certain generation here and Billy's speaking for another, but continue, yeah, Johnny. Now, if you're a woman, you got high heels on. That's a different story. I may be looking at high heels, but I'm definitely not looking at your Nikes. That's for sure. Uh, I'm just saying, like, but in terms of the metaverse, you're, you guys are spot on. 
sneaker. <laughs> hey, I'm not a hater. I'm not a sneaker hater. I'm just not a sneaker love. Yeah, you know, they don't. They, you know. But the reality is, I think in the metaverse, you guys are spot on. This is gonna be huge because you just said it, Abs and Billy. You said it. In the metaverse, it's gonna be all about because nobody's gonna see who you really are. Everybody's gonna want to brag about who they are, right? Because that's the whole point of the metaverse. You get to be something you're not. So you're absolutely gonna see a shit ton of people buying all this high people are gonna buy Rolexes, they're gonna buy Nikes, they're gonna buy all this stuff, abs and be all dressed up in the metaverse to be something that they're not. So I think this is gonna be a huge, huge business. And that's why, you know, I wanna I wanna own a piece of the infrastructure of the metaverse. You all got to see what it was like. You put the Oculus on. You really are immersed in a new world. It's it's a different world, a world we're not even used to yet, which is coming. But there's no doubt about it. Fashion has always been part of, you know, ego, right? And so in the metaverse, it's all about fashion and ego. So this is going to be huge, guys, in my opinion. Yeah, Johnny, I think it's only the beginning, too. We're going to see more and more companies and even countries shifting to this narrative of NFTs. And the metaverse is no joke. We're going to do a lot of the meetings that we're having now through Zoom. This is a very primitive way of doing these online meetings. Once we're able to connect via an Oculus, have a virtual character that looks exactly like us, actually share body language, it's going to make a huge difference. And I think that people are going to view technologies like Zoom as old and outdated I'd love to go back to NFT tones here. When we talk about innovation in the NFT space, what do you think is the most important thing going forward? Do you think it's going to be a lot of these large companies forcing retail into the metaverse or is it going to happen more naturally? What are you anticipating? You're muted, by the way. What I think, I think that there will be a ton of people coming into the metaverse naturally over time. I think... As more companies get involved, they're going to just come in and FOMO in. Looking at Square Enix, they are coming in, getting involved. And why would you want to get your why? Why would you want to look like yourself in the metaverse? Why wouldn't you want to look like yourself in the metaverse? I mean, imagine putting yourself actually in the metaverse. Like it would be awesome being able to represent yourself. Like maybe have some Gucci chains some i i don't know like make yourself actually represent what you want like maybe in life you can't obtain everything that you want but maybe in the metaverse like you could get like the cars anything you want and i think that like there will be so much more like we're we're just talking about games and stuff like that but there's movies music there's eventually houses medical records there's going to be so much crap done with NFTs that we can't even see the uh, future. I think that there will be so much stuff and we just need to sit and be patient because there will be a lot of things to come. That was a yeah. great point. Why would I want to look like myself in the metaverse? That's a, that's actually a very good point. You probably pick a totally different character. At least most people will. And I think that if anybody has seen Ready Player One, what we're doing here is we're moving further and further away from base reality. We're leaning more and more into technology, whether that's the internet, the metaverse, NFTs, digital value. Every single facet of our life is leaning into technology soon. I just read an article that there's 10 million truck drivers in the United States. Six million of those 10 million are going to be replaced by the year 2030. So again, another shift away from humans and into technology. Johnny Crypto, why don't you close us out here? Yeah, I just want to say we got some really, really good news here. Oh, where did it go? Shoot, did I just miss it? Yeah, I got some really good news for you, Gonzo. In the metaverse, 
you get to look like abs if you want to look like abs. <laughs> Billy, I don't know why the hell you'd want to look like me, but you certainly could if you want to. <laughs> the metaverse is going to be a fun place to be. I can't wait to uh, – well, I don't want to say I can't wait for it because I think it is going to be a little bit of a um, – it is going to be, you know – well, it's going to be an interesting world. It's going to be different because you're going to have – the one thing that I fear about the metaverse to wrap this up here is that when you're immersed into it, um, God, I wish I, oh, I was so stupid. I should have had a picture ready for you guys to see how stupid we all look when we're in it. Cause we got a great video of abs. Oh, you know what? Maybe oh, it's Jackie playing. Why don't we save it for another episode? Yeah, we'll save it for another episode. But, so the reality great. is everybody's going to be in huddled in their own space, in their own home. And the social element of humanity which is what drives us and oh, let me turn this off drives us and what makes us human and makes us interact. And, and, and that element, while it's going to be brought to life in the metaverse, right? Where, where we're going to all be there. We're not going to be having the human experience that we just had this past week, which is, I think irreplaceable. You know, I don't know how you can have that same, <clears throat> um, you know, the way we, we ate lunch together and we played pool together, right? And we played air hockey together and all the video, all the racing go-karts, right? All that stuff. While it can all be done in the metaverse, the human element of just being able to, to rub hands and, and, and shake and laugh and break. I just, I think that element is going to be lost. And, and I fear that's going to break society down. That's just my own personal opinion. Here's what's really interesting. And I don't want to go too far sideways with this conversation, <coughs> but we do talk about there being a financial barrier for certain metaverses. And what may end up happening is that the wealthy and the rich lean too much into this technology. And we see the poor middle-class or lower-class people not plugged into the metaverse, not using a lot of this technology. And then we can talk about reproduction rates and what we'd anticipate there, because if people aren't having true, genuine social interaction, that's going to affect the rate at which people are having children and people are starting families. So there is, but there's polarizing sides here. There's a bunch of positives. There's a bunch of negatives, but the real world's never going away. We need to reproduce in the real world. So we can't get too far away. Close it out here, Billy. I was, I was reading Brandon's uh, message. Is there a chill in the metaverse? It would be nice to. Yes, there is. Yeah. Is there really? I Actually, there's that. talk about, there is talk. That if you commit a crime in the metaverse, you could potentially be like, I mean, again, we're so early, so I don't know, but there is that's some interesting because remember just a few, about a month or two months ago, there was a woman that yes, was, that's what I was going to kind yeah. of raped or harassed or something like that in the, um, in the meta, in the Facebook meta world. And now they're trying to figure out how, but yes, if you commit crimes, you could be like, you would have to, because that's the only way you're going to regulate social controls with accountability. So you have to have accountability measures in place that's going to affect you in the real world if you do dumb shit in the metaverse. And I, I say it all the time. I know we're talking about Ready Player One, and I really, I really think Ready Player One is a future-based documentary that someone was telling us that already happened. Hundred percent. Totally see people going in there. I would probably have a different couple different avatars. You know, I'm gonna have my my LA avatar, and then I'm gonna have some crazy dude looking like abs, where I feel like I, I can take my shirt off in public. And actually walk around looking good and not looking like a pasty, you know, little buoy sometimes. But I love myself. Don't get that twisted. But I will have two avatars. Nice. That's yeah. awesome, Billy. And I want to close out our metaverse discussion here because we could literally talk about this stuff all day. But I know NFT Tones has two gems he's going to drop at the end. So we're going to hop into our next article for today, which is actually a VeChain article. We have VeChain can be used as a medium of exchange on 2 million stores worldwide. Amazon, for starters, uses QR codes and mobile robotic systems to fulfill orders. And VeChain is the next step in locking in that data. VeChain is one of the few projects in the crypto space that uses 
I internet of technology to get rid of data obstacles. We're talking about using blockchain to get rid of a lot of the flaws that take place within the data market today. There's a company called Alchemy Pay that is tied up with VeChain to allow people to use the VET token as payment in over 2 million stores throughout 70 countries. We often get asked, and this is a pretty general conversation here, we often get asked about long-term price targets for VeChain. And we're not talking about short-term timeframes. What do we anticipate over the next few years? But in the long-term, as we see more and more companies and nations adopt this blockchain technology as a way of storing data, I think that the value of VeChain can go through the roof. And we had Selman G comment in the chat earlier. He anticipates a $1 VeChain being a very low or moderate price target. So we'll start off with the actual real-world utility, Johnny Crypto. How do you feel about over 2 million stores adding VeChain as a means of payment and that being taken place over 70 countries worldwide? The floor is yours. Yeah, I love seeing VeChain build more utility. First of all, I'm in technology. I'm in consumer packaged goods, products, business. And so this is huge because we are always trying to track our, I don't know what's going on here while I was zooming in and out so much, but we're always trying to track our, we, we always want to know where our goods are along the way. And what VeChain does is it helps you from literally when the thing is born and made all the way through to its land final space, you can track it and know exactly where it's been. That's so crucial for supply chain management. That's huge. So VeChain solves a big, big problem there because you know, imagine you're a company and you're like, you're sitting there retail and you're like, hey, where's my product? Where the hell is it? I need it on the shelf, right? Well, it's, in the past, it's like, well, how do we go track it down? Now, this will make it very, very easy. That's number one. Adding a payment process, <coughs> payment to it as well is going to be huge. It's just more utility for VeChain. Now, VeChain does have a shit ton of uh, coin supply out there. So the price is going to be high. I don't, I don't remember the actual coin supply, so I'd have to go back and look at the the mat, the tokenomics of it. But so I know they do have, I don't know if it's unlimited, but they have a high, high number. It might be in the hundreds of billions or million or trillions. But so that will help. That will keep the, the, the actual price of it, you know, make it harder to get to a dollar. But if it does get there, and I think someday it can, VeChain is big. And just so you know, this is in my portfolio. So full disclosure, uh, I own VeChain. I love VeChain. I'm sitting on a shit ton of it. And I just hoping someday it's going to pop. And I do think we're going to see more and more companies using this technology because it's not only a solution when it comes to actually locking in data and never losing it, but it's a very cheaper solution as opposed to what they're using now. Billy, I'd love to get some of your thoughts on VeChain and what you think we're going to experience going forward. Do you think we're going to see more and more countries adopting VeChain as a means of payment? So check this out. Uh, so my background is in logistics and that's pretty much what I've done. I've done the food industry. I've done uh, Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. This is huge because you think about it, even with the C word that broke out, uh, you think about hysteria, hysteria, whatever different things that break out with our food. So in the food industry, think how big this is going to be. If a breakout occurs, you can instantly track it to its source. You don't have to waste the time and everything like that. The, the data that, that this this provides is huge because you think about everything in our, our world operates on data. The, he who controls the data controls the power. Um, this is going to be huge. Will, I, will it see a dollar? I absolutely think it will. Now that adoption is coming in, more people are using it. But the utility behind this and the tracking capability and be able to monitor down to the slightest case is huge for an operational asset and to be able to just see where your product is, see where it's came from, uh, the logistics part of it. That's one of the biggest things in logistics, especially with the food industry, because I keep thinking about the food industry and being able to track it. Uh, with produce, you only have a seven-day window uh, in order to sell. 
produce when you're selling it. So you have, you know, logistical time. You have a, a day in transit. You have a day of inventory. So you only have five days. This helps you track all that data to see if product is at a temp, if product is at a date. You can deliver the best product to your customer possible because you can see the correct data points available and it cannot be manipulated. So I, I think this is huge. I think it's huge as well. And as we look at this price chart, we breached an all-time high of about 25 cents last year during our bull run. And we haven't reached those levels yet. But what I do find very, very interesting is that we're on an 80 to 90% retracement here. And as Andrew Cashflow would say, this is an amazing time for entry because you're buying it at a 90% discount. When we see price spikes like this, that means there were people buying and selling at that 25 cent price. So there is a bunch of holders there who accumulated at those prices. That's just how the game works. I'd love to go to Johnny Crypto to close it out here, and then we'll continue with our articles. You know, at the end of the day, you look at the the price chart here, and you can see that, yes, there was certainly, there's a bunch of bag holders at 25 now. So when we get there again, if they haven't already sold out, they're going to be dumping. So you could see a couple, 15, 20, 25, you could see some resistance levels there. Uh, but at the end of the day, for me, <clears throat> we talk about real world solve technologies, right? This is what we've been preaching here at the Academy the whole time. And this is an example of, I mean, I, this is perfect. It's the perfect example of a real world live solve technology here. That's why I love it. So I really don't care what the price is today. I don't care what it is next week. I care what it's going to be five years from now, right? Because I think it's going to be a real uh, a technology. <clears throat> Big boys signed on to this, right? Walmart and a bunch of others. This is one of those technologies that I want to have in my bags. This is the perfect example, Abs of 2025 and beyond. I want to be packing this one in there. Um, and I and again, I would encourage everybody to continue continue looking at um, the types of real world solve technologies that you want to put in your bags and bring with you to 2025 and beyond. And this is one of those. So I love VeChain. Yes, and we do have 143 listeners out there. Please show us some love. Smash that like. Yeah, button. what's going on? Six if you're enjoying this likes. content. Please follow any of these guys below. And the best place to learn about the cryptocurrency market is at the 3T Warrior Academy, where you get access to our entire team, including me, Johnny, Jackie, Gonzo, Andrew Cashflow, the list goes on and on, the Node Defender, and NFT Tones. What's so great about our community is that we're community first, right? We're crypto-centered, but we're a community. We talk about our personal lives. We talk about friends. We talk about personal development. So it's not just crypto. It just begins there. Thank you, guys. And we're hopping to our next article for today, which is actually a Ripple XRP article Ripple versus the SEC lawsuit revised schedule is here. What we have here is the Securities and Exchange Commission calling out Ripple back in 2020 for alleged selling of unregistered securities. And the judge preceding the case, Elisa Torres, certainly did not want to carry this thing into 2023. As a result, she went to roll out new deadlines for the case. The closing briefs will be scheduled to be carried out on December 20th, 2022, just before Christmas. I don't want to too deep dive too deep into this content because, you know, it gets very analytical and a lot of this lawsuit stuff goes right over my head. But what I did find is that this lawsuit should be resolved by the end of 2022. We'll start off with Hillbilly here, or sorry, we'll start off with Billy here. What are, <laughs> my bad, man. What are some of your thoughts on what's taking place in the Ripple oh, XRP case? That's his username on, on YouTube. So just to Dude, cover my back here. No, you're good. I love him. I love it. So what are some of your thoughts on what's taking place in the XRP case? And how do you feel about a resolution coming? Yeah, I'll just be brief, man. I don't, I don't even listen to anything about the XRP news anymore. I'm so over it. I'm just waiting for it to be done. When uh, regulations come and it's all over with, then I will start listening again. I'm in XRP for the long call. I'm, I'll say it. I'm an XRP maximalist. Uh, I think it's going to change lives. 
this is all theater and I'm not here for intermission. I'm here for the ending of the show. So I'm just like, whatever, bro. But yeah. Billy, I promise that was not shots. I don't know what the hell happened there, but I do apologize. We'll go to Johnny Crypto. Johnny, can you comment in just really quickly, like maybe a minute or two? Because I want to leave NFT films enough time at the end. I don't even need a minute. Basically, we the reality is this. It's so ironic and so hilarious that this thing is now set to end right around the same time when the ISO 2002 is going to be launched in 2022. So at the end of the day, no note armor, you won't be 182 because it's going to end this year. But it's just perfectly and strategically timed right after November when we're going into to the ISO coin launch. So no surprise there, guys. This is exactly what we <coughs> expected. Now, will they settle before that? I'm guessing they probably will. But who knows? We'll wait and see what happens. But like Billy said, I don't even – I'm tired of watching it. I don't even care. I already know these, these, these bastards are going to continue to delay, delay, delay. Until they uh, they got a game plan. It's already set in stone. They know what they want to do. And none of us can sit here and tell you what it is. We don't know. All we're going to know is when it's over, we're going to know that's the day they had it planned. Because then they'll do, this, as, as Abs likes to call it, switch to flip, I guess. Or something in that range, right? They'll be ready to start getting it prepared to be able to flip a switch. So, um, yeah, not surprised. I figured this thing's going to go at least to November. Totally I agree with you, Johnny. And it gets so redundant covering this lawsuit over and over again. I feel like that's why we're, we had some comments yesterday. You guys are moving away from XRP. We are 100% not moving away from XRP. But what we like to talk about is the real world utility. When they have developments, whether it's CBDCs, Digital Pound Foundation, World Economic Forum, that's the type of stuff we like to deep dive into as opposed to just what's going on in this lawsuit because I feel like we're getting dragged in both directions and God only knows when this lawsuit's going to end. Do I think it'll end this year? I would guess. Do I have the right to be making that decision? Absolutely not. I have no experience in litigation. And crypto moves so quickly. While we have litigation and lawsuits moving so slowly, it's polar opposite ends of the spectrum. And that's why it can be very difficult to apply a lot of this knowledge to our market. Go ahead, John. I just want to say this, this statement right here by Jeffrey is very important. We've said this on the show many times. If the SEC were to actually go to the end of trial and lose this case, what happens, I'm not a legal attorney, but I do know the word precedent. What it means is, is then that means their ability to use the fair note, it becomes precedent, which means now they have to make sure that anytime they want to sue somebody, they have to provide fair this, this, this notice because they know a court has already ruled on it that they've lost. So they don't want to risk that being written in the books and have that precedent being set. So my opinion, that's why there will be a settlement. There's no way they're going to risk it because that would mean abs. Everybody they want to go after, let's say they want to go after 87,000 companies. Then they got to make sure they're sending a fair notice 87,000 times. You think they got the resources to do that or the time or they want to do that? Hell no. So that's why I don't think this thing's ever going to the, the to the end. This will get settled at some point. And that's our XRP discussion for today. We make sure to cover it every single day, even if it's just a couple of minutes. But I'm going to kick it to NFT Tones here. NFT Tones, two coins you think our listeners should be aware of. Floor is yours. You're muted. You're muted. All right. So first up, Pedalverse. If you guys go to pinksale.finance and make sure it's the right website, there's a lot of fake websites coming out and you got to be careful not to connect your uh, wallet to the wrong website because they will steal your money. So always make sure pinksale.finance, pinksale.finance. So cool. you're good. So first up, this coin, Pedalverse, it's KYC and audited. I love this coin because every 15 minutes, so 96 times a day, you're actually getting 
uh, it's an auto staking, auto compound token, kind of like um, Titano. So it's like a Titano fork, but it's a NFT game as well. So you got a MMO RPG adventure game, right? That with play to earn NFTs, it's got pedo ads. It's got 360 uh, VR and it's got dual currency. There's no team uh, tokens. It's rug doc, double KYC. And so there's a ton of massive marketing. There's a ton of influencers, ton of people on board. So I definitely recommend checking out this coin and maybe getting involved. As you can see, uh, there's 4,000, almost 600 BMD put into this coin already. This is huge. This is not a small amount of BMD. Uh, originally the rate was like a thousand two hundred pedo for one BNB, uh, but as you can see, it has dropped quite significantly. And what this means is, one BNB equals ninety one pedo. That ninety one pedo is now going to be worth four to five dollars. So this is really important. This is this is a pre sale for this coin. This is getting in very early before the coin launches. Probably most likely either couple hours today or in a couple hours today after the pre-sale or tomorrow so keep that in mind and then another big coin i'm really in love with is this crow market token which is basically kind of the same thing except they allow this is for crow so this allows you to see the charts you can get a wallet tracker there's a bunch of stuff going on here you can see all the uh, transactions that you've made on Crow. There's a lot of things here. I really do like this coin. And on top of uh, getting 385,000% APY, you also get reflections in USDC. So these are just two coins, high risk, high reward, not financial advice, just telling you guys to be looking out for these types of things because the earlier you get involved, more potential profits you can make. Awesome, awesome, NFT man. Jones. Thank you for both those gems. And I want to say thank you to everyone. Not apes yet, Johnny. Go back, go back. Oh, I'm just oh, kidding. Oh. <laughs> I want to say thank you to everyone. Thank you, Billy. Thank you, NFT Jones. And thank you, Johnny Crypto. I always have so much fun recording with you guys. And we'll close this thing out the same way we always do. Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us today. Let's go. We'll be back on Monday, people. There they are. Woo. Definitely feel like number six today. Where are you at, Billy? Where are you at? Oh, you're a hillbilly. You're like way back. <laughs> yeah, I'm still putting on my red wings coming out of the cave. Huh?